through a lot. Because remember, being a man comes with a lot of responsibility. Absolutely. You must be the protector. Yeah. You must be the provider. You must still show love. Mm -hmm. But who's giving you all these things as a man? Let me ask you this. Yeah. When last did anyone ask you, how's your heart? How's your heart? In fact, probably the last call a few hours ago was about a payment. Simba, Eta. All right, my granddaughter. I'm good, man. Welcome to Engineer Your Life. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, why is trust such a huge thing in your life, bro? Just straight into it, by the yo, way. Yeah, yo. Yeah. Trust, uh, I think it's an important quality in, yeah. any, in any, any human being mm -hmm. uh, from a relationship point of view, whether it's business, whether it's personal, or whether it's social. Um, mm -hmm. People these days struggle mm -hmm. with the concept of trust. Yeah. Uh, because everyone is trying to do what they need to do to yeah. get to where they need to be, yeah. right? Yeah. And and they'll compromise their integrity, they'll compromise their values, and trust is a big thing when it comes to any human value. Uh, I, I, I'm very specific about asking you about why trust is an important thing to you because um, a lot of your life, uh, the latter years of your life, we've seen on camera, right? Yeah. So uh, with the, the pitfalls, with relationships that have come and fallen off, and also, you've also been vulnerable enough to let us into instances where you've compromised trust sure. in your own personal relationships. Sure. So I'm realizing that as much as you've made mistakes that involve trust or lack of trust, yeah. you've also taken yourself to the red table and been accountable yeah. regarding trust and the lack of trust. So holistically, what, what really does it mean to you and how has it paved who you are right now? I, I, think, I think trust informs... Um, the longevity of a relationship. Yeah. If there's trust between you and I, then I'm able to take a risk because I trust you, right? See, it's, it's, it's like, if you think about the concept of being a child, when you grow up being a child, you trust that the adult, when they throw you in the air, there's a trust element there that that person is going to catch you. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really that. But the older you become, the more you realize that not you can't trust everybody. Yeah. You can't trust every situation because some people have got malicious interests, they've got malicious intentions. 
And so with the years, you start keeping those that you trust around you closer and those that you trust you keep at bay. Yeah, They always say yeah. keep the enemy closer to your chest because at least you can have him right here. Was it intentional that there are relationships that we saw on camera that you had mm. that you pulled away from because there were elements of trust that you were feeling like are shaky and are not reliable anymore? And Or sometimes people pull away from showing us relationships on camera purely to protect the relationship. Or was it a case of, honestly, some relationships need a time apart? Yeah, I mean, uh, with, with, with life, you grow apart uh, from certain people mm -hmm. uh, and you grow closer to certain people because yeah. there's something about them that as you grow older, you get attracted to and others you get repelled against. Um, and sometimes it's not really about trust, but about the fact that maybe the relationship has run its race, sure. of course, and, it, and it's okay. I think people don't like to appreciate or accept the fact that everything has a start and an end. Um, and everything in between is what we call life. Um, so I always view life as like a flight. If you're taking a flight, you can uh, board a plane now. Anything that happens between you boarding and uh, arriving is really dependent on the heavens and the gods, right? Because yes, you are yeah. hoping and praying that yeah. the pilot is in a good mental state to fly you safely. Number two, you're hoping that there's no turbulence as you travel in your journey. And for me, that's how I view life. I view life as just an experience that has its own turbulences, good times, bad times. But with all of that, of course, trust. I mean, the minute you walk into that plane, you trust that that pilot is Absolutely. sane. Absolutely. And, and you've got no control over yeah, that. Yeah, you relinquish control. Yeah, you do. And you you see it when, when people are in planes and it start, starts going shaky, people start praying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you are hoping and trusting that you will land safely. Would you say then that many relationships that we know you for because it's been a good five to ten years if i'd if i'd estimate that you've been on camera mm. um and it obviously has exploded over time the the season was over and you you gladfully accepted it and you absolutely. moved on absolutely uh, uh um it doesn't it doesn't mean you don't go through the process of pain you know when you when you when you let go of certain relationships it's like being in any personal relationship or business relationship there is a pain especially if the relationship was a strong one, a close one. Um, but the reality is that you you have to be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you only have yourself to live with. And if you're not going to be true to how you feel about certain people or certain situations, then you'll keep accepting everything and anything that comes your way. So it's like being in an abusive relationship where you know that the, your partner is always abusive when they're drunk, but you're still there because you're hoping and praying that one day they will get out of it and they just don't. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So at which point do you call it quits? for your life and yourself. And for me, I think with my relationships and over time, I've realized that there were certain relationships that were there for a particular season in my life. And whatever that season may be, um, it's something that I won't take away from the experience. Because for me, it's about that. I look at relationships in a, in a different way. We might not be friends today, but it doesn't mean I can't greet you tomorrow. Why do you think people were so obsessed in having a microscope into why your relationships went wrong as if other people's relationships don't go wrong or don't go through rough patches why do you think you're specifically till this day it's still in the media what what happened between them what happened between them why do you think for you it was such a big focal point for people and they they try and almost there are some who even negate everything every other good thing that you're doing mm. and try and zoom into that point i just think um you know the unfortunate thing about being a public figure is that you 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 have you, you reserve no right, if, if, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. I cannot control what people think of me out there. I cannot control what people say about me out there. 
I can only control who I am out there. I can only control how I was raised out there. And so, you know, I've obviously seen a lot of people making different comments about different issues. And I know what you're talking about. Mm. Um, and I never really wanted to talk about it because I know my truth. Yeah. And, and I think that's what keeps me sane. And I don't have to justify it to anybody else um, because at the end of the day, then I'm living for people and not for the truth that I actually have to experience on a daily basis. I have to uh, sleep with myself. I have to wake up with myself. I have to think with myself, right? And so you you learn to block the noise because at the end of the day, you cannot control public opinion. It's something that is beyond you. And once, I think also experience uh, is a big factor. You know, when, when you're experienced in the industry, you know what to respond to and what not to respond to. Um. I think we've all been in, in relationships in this room, especially the romantic relationships. Yeah. For example, there's a romantic relationship where I was in and the separation was amicable, right? Yeah. So there was no fighting, no cat fighting. But in order for it to be amicable, it's because we both recognized where we were wrong. Right. And we made apologies and we moved on and started over whether we're friends or we just amicable and cordial around each other. Mm. Um, did you say the apologies that you were meant to say in that relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think for me, that's one thing that allows me to live freely without any baggage. I don't carry baggage uh, everywhere I go. Um, if I've wronged you as a friend or as a colleague or as a business partner and I realize my wrongs, I'm the first person to apologize because I believe that life is too short to harbor on things that you could actually have fixed, you know. Um, so I'd never have relationships where I wonder what could have happened. I, I appreciate for the value that it gave to me at the time, mm -hmm. but I also appreciate the lessons. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's, that's what it is. And a, a lot of people struggle with that, mm -hmm. you know, we... we what do you call it when you've got a grudge mm. you know you carry that grudge and you don't understand that the power of releasing someone releases you oh true because it's on you eh? yeah it's on you, uh, it's uh, on uh, you. Uh, when we get into public spaces or at an event now I'm going to avoid you mm -hmm. imagine that I go to a record event yeah. and bump into it yeah, yeah. I, I don't want that kind of life I want to be able to come to you and greet you yeah. and whether you greet me back or not, mm, it's on you there. I've released with you. I've released, and and that's the life that I I I, I lead. And um, you know, I, I there's also been a, a particular situation where um, a public a certain public figure said uh, something controversial about me, which was untrue. Mm -hmm. And I had two options in terms of my response. I could have responded uh, to that uh, person publicly and humiliated them, or take the mature route and approach them. And I took the the letter. So I approached them and I said, you know very well what you said was not true, but if that's your truth and it makes you sleep better at night, it may, may, may be like that for you. But in retrospect, uh, few a few months later, the same person came to apologize, which means, you know, um, this is life. Uh, and for me, I I appreciate people who, who, who realize their wrongs and who are big enough or mature enough to say, you know what, I failed you there and I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, it doesn't take anything away from it you. Doesn't. It doesn't. But most people, their pride, their pride drives them because they're like, Angeg. You, funny you say that, Oguti. Sometimes, for example, when we're sitting like this across each other and I have to say I'm sorry, it might be a bit harder because yeah. I'm looking at you in the face. Yeah. But I always say, Oguti, 
Yazi nowadays, since we communicate with text so much, yeah. you can actually say, and I'm sorry on WhatsApp, you know, you don't truly mean it yet. Yeah. But in order to 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 begin the process of healing and yeah. to begin the process of releasing, yeah. just pick up your phone and send an SMS and yeah. say, I'm sorry. Or I forgive you if a person has said, I'm sorry, and you owe them forgiveness. Absolutely. Right? Text it back. You might not really mean it yet, but you're beginning the process. Yeah. And it's easier. It's on text. You know, you lose nothing. You lose nothing. I, I, I mean, it, it's not like your data is gonna deplete by sending. And I'm sorry. Yeah. And I think that's something that I'm teaching my daughters uh, to be able to understand the concept of please, thank you, I'm sorry. Mm. Those words for me are are priceless because it just elevates you as a person. It makes you a better person. And like I said, you release yourself. It's a now when whether you respond or not. True. It's on you. Yeah. 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 Um, the, you then birthed this, uh, I don't know if it's a movement or it's a social activism, um, Amataima, yeah. which uh, speaks to men, it speaks to husbands, it speaks to black men specifically and the challenges that they go through, be it vulnerabilities, yeah. be it mental health issues, be it being able to cry around somebody yeah. or have a drink over a deep topic because sometimes people are brought together by drinks. Yeah. But you introducing this concept of having deep conversations, meaningful conversations yes. about intimate partner violence, all the things that are scourging this country. Yeah. Um, there are women who are unaliving their partners and it's not talked about. There are sure. women who are abusing their partners, men, and it's not talked about. Yeah. Um, why does this platform mean so much to you and where are you trying to take it? So um, Amatama is a wellness network. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'd rather use the word network than movement. Sure. Because a movement sounds very political. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. network means I can network with you as a man and network with another man on different levels. So it's a wellness network for men who are single, married, divorced and widowed. Mm -hmm. uh, these men could be heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual. It doesn't matter what your your, your standing is. You are a man. Um, we, we look at the human side of things first uh, to acknowledge the fact that you are a human being first. We obviously focus on the three pillars of wellness. Physical wellness, meaning do you look after yourself? Do you look after your body? Do you exercise? Do you eat right? Do you actually acknowledge the fact that this body is carrying you? You need this body to function. Then we focus on mental wellness, which is quite a deep conversation that we have with men around depression, anxiety, especially the black men. There's still that misconception that hey, depression is for white people or, or hey, man, it's a foreign thing to us as Africans, right? And yet you see the high rate of public figures who are men who are committing suicide. Something is fundamentally wrong mm -hmm. there. There's something that we are not addressing or that we are avoiding that's causing this, right? And then the third pillar of wellness that we focus on is financial wellness. So we're not talking about money. We're not talking about legacy building for men. We're not talking about uh, things that are going to be uh, left behind when you're gone. What are you leaving behind when you're gone? So we put together this movement where we have those conversations with men and we address everything and anything. We talk about the fact that gender-based violence is something that is highly penetrated or perpetrated mm -hmm. by men. Mm -hmm. So why is it like that? What is wrong? What is it about us men that we are bottling up yeah. in, in naturally that leads to gender-based violence. Sure. Why aren't we having conversations as men and calling each other out? Yeah. Why are we allowing ourselves to be in WhatsApp groups that are demeaning and defamatory sure. and uh, body shaming yeah, uh, yeah, women? Yeah. Um, you know, th there was quite an interesting uh, experience that I went through in one WhatsApp group where one of the guys was body shaming a woman in, in the group. And that woman happened to be a cousin to one of the guys in the group. Oh, no. Now, you, do you understand? Utimanji changes the dynamic. Yeah. You are yeah. putting my cousin 
in a public platform and I'm supposed to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So as a man, why are you allowing yourself to be in those toxic groups? Why can't you just leave? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I come to you as a man and I cry and I tell you, guess what you do? You run to the next man to slap about what I've just told you. So we want to like break those chains and cycles of, of bitches niggas. Yeah. Because there's yeah, a lot yeah, of bitches yeah, niggas yeah. out there and, and it's a it's a safe platform for men to bubble. How do you practically do it though? So so besides the the social media platforms that we have, we've got a Telegram group uh, where it's only men allowed. Mm-hmm. There's about a thousand one men in that group. Crazy, yeah. And, <laughs> and it's it's men from all walks of life. We've yeah. got we've got doctors in there. We've got CEOs in there. We've got gardeners in there. We've got taxi drivers in there. Everyone who's in there understands that they're not there because of the position they hold in society. Yeah. They're there as men. As men, who want, who want yeah. an escape, who want to vent with, to other men, who want to be able to be vulnerable amongst other men. Um, we've even got men who are behind bars uh-huh. in the group. Uh-huh. We're not here to judge anybody. Uh, and I think that's that's the biggest thing about this movement is that it's for everybody who's yeah. a man. Whether you've got a child or not, Amatima is not biological. Okay. Because remember... You might not necessarily have a child, but you might be an uncle. And, and assuming yeah. and, and assuming that father yeah. father father role. So yeah. we don't look at it from a biology point of view, but more sure. so from a presence point of view. You kids want you to be present yeah. at yeah. all times. Yeah. You know, it's it's all well and good that you've got these fathers that are throwing money into their kids' lives because they can afford it, right? But they don't understand what it means to actually be there for their kids. And those are conversations we have with men. And that's why we always curate events where we gather men, put men together into one space. Men don't like to come together, mm-hmm. generally. Mm-hmm. They don't like to come together and 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 hear other men. Mm-hmm. But when you start listening and hearing what other men have to say, that's when you realize how powerful this network is, how men who are normally quiet would start being vocal sure. and coming up. And I promise you, I'd invite you to the group so you can see the yeah. type of content that is churned out in the group, the type of conversations, how men are vulnerable. You sit there as a man and you're like, you know, I thought I was going through the most. Mm, mm, There's mm. other men out there that are going through a lot. Because remember, being a man comes with a lot of responsibility. Absolutely. You must be the protector. Yeah. You must be the provider. You must still show love. Mm-hmm. But who's giving you all these things as a man? Mm. Let me ask you this. Yeah. When yeah. last did anyone ask you, how's your heart? How's your heart? In fact, probably the last call a few hours ago was about a payment. No one says, yeah. how are you? So uh-huh. so I realized that, I mean, I, I, I also go through that, that no nobody asks and I'm always giving of myself. I even started instituting um, what we call a Monday check-in in the group. Mm-hmm. So every Monday evening between 7 and 8, we have what we call an Amatama check-in where we call each other in the group. You do a group, I do the group call, I set it up. And it's an open agenda. Gents, how was your day? How How's the week looking? Then guys will start talking. I buffet to me now. This week is going to be a challenge. I'm going to court with baby mama, mm-hmm. trying to get access to my child. Then it sparks conversation. Then another guy will say, hey, Bafetu, I've just been retrenched. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to face this week. The pressure is on me. The, do you understand? Which now we are checking in. There's no agenda. Anybody who wants to vent, it's an opportunity. And we do it every Monday for an hour. Yeah. And it's not enough. Yeah. Because yeah. that hour goes so quick, bro. But the important thing is when men, and we actually record it for those that can make it, sure. they can listen um, at their own time. What's come out of that is that men are starting to realize the importance of having conversations yeah. amongst themselves. And open and frank, this thing of 
trying to shield yourself because you're a tiger or you're a lion. I'm not going to cry. Men cry. Men cry, bro. I cry. Mm. I cry in front of my daughters mm -hmm. because I want to show them that I'm a human being first. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This thing of trying to be macho, macho, macho leads to GBV. Mm, mm. You're bottling so much that yeah. it's just one trigger and you lose it. Uh, you're bottling so many things that could have been sorted out in a conversation. Childhood traumas as well. Yeah. Things that could have been sorted with a therapy session or a conversation in a group chat that is a, a conversation as, as progressive as this. A absolutely. Because a lot of uh, us black men still believe which this thing of going to see a shrink makes you sound oh. cuckoo. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you sell a purple and you Oh, I'm fit. You want to look up at it. Uh-huh. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> so I also understand that because now I'm from that school of thought. You could see. I don't want to share my personal information with a stranger but they are professional right mm. they're there they've studied this so with this network you get to actually engage with men at a different level and you get to learn so much you would see hi man has been coming with linking and linking. actually no the solution is there all i need to do is talk yeah speak yeah. my mind speak how i feel and release yourself yeah yeah um i wanna i wanna speak to how do i practically get involved then as a man um, do you host any get-togethers yes. that are physical? Yes, yes, we do. So on the 18th uh, and 19th of November, I'm hosting uh, two That's events. That's like now. Yeah, it's like now. Yeah, this week, yeah, this yeah. Um, suits and sneakers. Yeah. Um, it's a wellness experience. The reason why I say it's a wellness experience is because we are going to bring professionals who are going to deal with physical wellness, mental wellness, and financial wellness. Mm -hmm. So under physical wellness, I'm bringing an expert who's going to teach men about looking after their skin, mm -hmm. looking after your nails, looking after your hair, your beard. Because this thing, there's actually a way to look after your skin. Yeah. Uh, there's a routine that you, you need to follow. And then I'm bringing an expert to talk about mental wellness. What is that? How do you know if you're depressed? Sure. What are the symptoms? Yeah. Because depression doesn't mean you're always sad. Mm. There are people who are bubbly like myself. Depression. Yeah, there are people who are yeah. bubbly like myself who are hiding the depression behind the bubbliness. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So bringing professionals to talk about mental wellness. Um, are we mentally ready as men to accept the realities of our weaknesses? Are we ready to have conversations with women when it comes to that? And I'm bringing women into the space as well who are professionals to come and tell us. Because we think we know women. Mm -hmm. They think they know us. Yeah. Do we know each other really? Sure. Because if we did, we wouldn't have all these things that are happening around us. Then I'm bringing an, exp an expert who's going to talk about financial wellness. Imad, let's talk about wills. How many men have got wills? Why don't you have a will? Do you understand the importance of having a will? Um, do you take investments? Oh, you're unemployed. How, are you, how, are, how is this network helping you to find employment? You're an entrepreneur. You're not doing well. How is this network? Because we've got CEOs. We've got CMOs. We've got these powerful people who are men. What are they doing to uplift the next man? So it's an experience. And then, of course, after that, we're going to open it up to the ladies to join us. The reason why we're doing suits and sneakers is because there's nothing more powerful than a man who's dressed in a good suit. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that brings more confidence to a man than a suit. Like, ask any man. Malfagi suit, it gives you that sense of confidence, even though things are not How to well. decision made. Yeah. Not to Nepal. Yeah. You, you <laughs> run the world. You own, yeah. you own your day. So we, we, we decided to do suits and sneakers, obviously sneakers, just to tone it down a bit make it a little bit more fashionable. So I'm looking forward to hosting these men um, from all walks of life. Um, on the 18th, we are in Mslanga Platinum mm -hmm. Belt Lounge uh, restaurant. It's 500 rands. And with that 500 rands, listen to this. We actually give you a grooming kit, courtesy of Clicks Nation. That's worth a mm -hmm. thousand rands. It's got everything, your cleansers, your 
facials, your nail things, your lip balms. It's it's like a, a kit that we've put together. That's sure. what a thousand rands. Because we believe that every man must start taking themselves seriously in terms from of their, the physical from appearance. the physical yeah. and that leads to the mental and that leads to the financial yeah and then of course we're going to have your whiskey and wine pairings we're going to have a four course meal on the day so that 400 rands and 500 rands that you're going to pay <laughs> it's too little but you know why we keep it low yeah because we've understood that men don't like to spend money on themselves so it's unlike women and also not remember that it's a network that is about wellness yeah um, if you're too expensive, then you're causing a barrier to entry. Absolutely. Which is not solving the problem again. A- a- absolutely. You, you, you're now uh, separating that man who's unemployed. Mm-hmm. The minute you make it the, the ticket price a thousand, what are you saying to that man? Sure. He's not good enough to make it to that particular event. So yeah. I think 400 rands, 500 rands is really reasonable. And also for those that obviously don't have the financial means, I mean, they can reach out to us. We can definitely make a plan because I'm not going to say no to a man who really needs to be there and really needs to you know, learn from other men. I'm not going to say no. Yeah. 10,000 But you understand that for us, it's really about creating a network for men to be able to think about themselves differently sure. as well. You know, be pampered. Putting the man first yeah. again. Put put the man first. Yeah, put, yeah. Put him on the pedestal. Let him actually forget all the weight that he's been carrying on the shoulder. So for that moment, forget about being a protector. Forget about being a provider. Forget about being the lover. Love yourself. It's about you. And that's why we're bringing all these experts to talk to you. Yeah. So when you walk out of there, you can be a better man for your family. You can be a better man for society. And that's all it is. We just tried to build a network of good men. Titi, you're surrounded by a lot of people in your life. I think it's the nature of being a public figure. If it's not camera teams, it's in your property business where you're always seeing people, you're always bumping into artists, you're seeing promoters, um, you have a, a huge social media following. Um, but what I've noticed as we were speaking from the, the, that lane that a lot of public figures, especially men, black men, yeah. have taken their own lives because in amongst all of this that seems so great and amazing, they are still struggling. Um, do you ever suffer from loneliness and how do you deal with it? Um... I don't suffer from loneliness. Um, and the reason I say I don't suffer from loneliness is because I actually enjoy my company. Mm-hmm. So I deliberately spend time with myself because that's that's when I actually can introspect. And mm-hmm. I, I, for example, take myself out on a date once a week, on a lunch date where I sit by myself. My phone is on silent. I don't want to be disturbed. I find a restaurant with a corner where I won't obviously be interrupted. And the reason I do that is because you, you need to bring yourself to yourself. Sure. And if, if you don't make an appointment with yourself constantly and consistently enough, you're going to find yourself losing yourself within yourself. You're doing all these great things for other people, but what are you doing for yourself? Yeah. So I wouldn't say loneliness is something that um, I struggle with, but being alone is something that I enjoy because it allows me to be in my thoughts and listen to my heartbeat. So, for example, I've got this ritual that I never miss the sunset or the sunrise, irrespective of where I am in the world. I always see the sunrise. It's my moment to appreciate uh, the the, the blessing. The blessing. Yeah. The sun is rising. Yeah. Someone I'm else. Alive. Someone else. Someone else's life is I'm being healthy. taken away. Yeah. Or they're in bed. Or they're in a hospital bed. Or they're on a on, on the a machine of being taken away. Hundred percent. So for yeah. me, that moment of waking up and seeing the sunrise is as good as someone waking up and praying. Someone waking up and meditating. And the reason why I see the sun set as well, no matter where I am, it's it's the weirdest thing, is I would walk away from wherever I am just to go see the sunset because it it 
it's a moment of appreciation that, sure, what a day, but I'm still blessed to actually see it set. And I think that's one thing that we we lose sight of as people. In the morning, it's a rush. Everyone says, goodbye, you drop off the kids. You might not come back, dude. Your kids might not come back. Mm-hmm. So what makes you think you are immune? If you are waking up to news that someone died, there's a car crash, a pileup of people, 50 people died, what makes you think you're special? Yeah. And so why do you leave home with grudges? Mm-hmm. Why do you leave home and not hug your family? Why do you leave home and not hug and kiss your kids? Why don't you, why, why don't you start looking at life differently and live every day as if it were your last? Imagine if we all had to do that. If you knew that you're going to die next week, I know that those seven days you're going to make sure mm-hmm. you live to the fullest. Yeah. So why don't we live life like that? Why do we think we still have tomorrow? Yeah. Why do I think I still have a moment to sit with you again tomorrow or next week? Yeah. So this moment that we're sharing right now is a moment that I'm I'm here. And I'm you not be conscious in it. I'm here. Yeah. Um, it's like having lunch with friends. If you notice the pattern, everyone is on their phones. Yeah. So why are you doing lunch? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm gonna sit, yeah, and lunch, you, lunch bell. Why? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Like. If I'm gonna sit and have lunch with you, but I'm watching other people's lives, why am I there? So it's about being in the moment and enjoying the moment. So loneliness is 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 something I don't struggle with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why do you think so many people then depend on screens, as you say, that they are not present in the moment, but they on the screen instead of being present and living with people? Do you think perhaps they're escaping a reality that they're in? Or you just think it's attributed to the addictions that we have? Well, there's, there's, there's definitely an element of addiction yeah. when it comes to social media consumption. But I think most people in general have a fear of being alone. Mm-hmm. They have a fear of being by themselves. They have a fear of listening to their heartbeat. Because there's too much to face unembeza, alone. Yeah, unembeza wabo is either uh, something that they are not used to or something that they do not uh, appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I think if people just took the time to just find themselves mm-hmm. you'll 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 start appreciating and learning so much about yourself and who you are but a lot of people are avoiding it because they want to always be surrounded by people i mean i i am surrounded by people on a daily basis on an hourly basis right but i always make time for self self yeah um i make sure that once a week i go for a massage once a week no i have to go for a massage even even the therapist there yeah, me my massage will call like towards the end of the week Ooh, are you coming <laughs> yes i'm coming because we as yeah. once it's 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 I, I get a massage once a week, which means I get a massage four times in a month. It's for myself. It's really for my mental wellness. It's it's it it makes me feel good and also relaxes me. Some people find pleasure in jogging. Some people find pleasure exactly. in playing golf. Yeah. I play yeah. golf. Yeah. I play a lot of golf because it, it helps me to escape. Yeah. And besides that, obviously golf is a networking sport. That's yeah. why I get to obviously do most of my your business deals. As well. yeah. yeah, yeah. But but find time for yourself. You know, you know, you know. If we had to, if if we had to do an exercise of the the importance of time, if we had to sit here for two minutes without saying anything, do you know how long the two it minutes feels? <laughs> Where was the two minutes on moving the microwave? So, 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 why can't you find two minutes for yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two minutes a day. I mean, when I see the sunrise, it's not like I'm standing there for thirty minutes. It's a five minute exercise. I sit there. And I literally see the sunrise and I'm like, wow. Even when it's cloudy, I still do it. Even when it rains, because for me, it's 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 beyond what I'm seeing. It's a feeling. And you're connecting with nature again. It's a feeling. Yeah. It's yeah, a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the institution of marriage is still relevant 
Absolutely. It's 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 not only relevant but necessary. Sure. It's an institution that every country needs. It it, it is the foundation of any society. I hear you. Whether you think marriage is boring, whether you think marriage is for old people, whether you think marriage is outdated, that's your opinion and you're entitled to it by the way. But if you look at the most successful people around the world, most of them are married. Mm-hmm. It's because it gives you stability. Mm-hmm. It gives you a sense of family. belonging. Belonging. Family. Yes. Uh, identity. Identity. Yeah. The success of a country, the success of any country, starts with the family. Sure. And it starts with the family because if your household is managed in a way that is respectful, in a way that has integrity, in a way that the values are to live together, to share together, you take that family dynamic and you take it and you share it with the street that you live in. Because mm-hmm. then all your neighbors know Wuti. Tina Lana is I'm a neighbor, Makshoniwe, Siakipa Imali to contribute. And that's family. That's family. Yeah. Remember, it starts with your mm-hmm. unit. Then you 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 disseminate it to the street. From the street, it goes to the suburb. Because now Niaz with I Tina was a pinville. Siatangana Makshoniwe, Sioleta Amatenrand. Yeah. No, it started yeah. with family. Yeah. Then the street, then the suburb. From the suburb, it goes to the township. Because mm-hmm. if you're Pimville and Deep Groove and you like Tina, SOA to sends us all. Sure. Yeah, Alex sends us all. Then outside that, it goes to the province. Then as a province, you say Tina, as Gautenas, we are proud to say we are there for each other. Sure. From province, it goes to national. And for me, the family unit is probably the most critical unit. And it's the, it's the one that people don't realize how critical it is. We don't go to school on how to create families, but... Everything comes back to family. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Um, the rules of the school, behavior at school, uh, how you greet people, good morning, good night, please, thank you. Those are things you must teach your kids at home because they're not going to find it. Started. Integrity in business deals. Integrity in business deals. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when to walk away. Yeah. When yeah. is it the right time to walk away? Yeah. yeah. When is it the right time to say no? But... People will come with excuses, but I was desperate. I needed that. And again, to each his own. We're not here to judge. I'm not here to judge people or, or cast judgment on why people do what they do. But at the end of the day, I believe in marriage. I believe in in, in the concept of family because I was raised uh, uh, in a married uh, setup. Both my parents, both my grandparents on the paternal and maternal side died married. They were separated by death. So my point of reference is that. I don't have any other point of reference. Nkulise, Nkul no koko on both sides, Beshatile. Nkulise, my parents were me, Basashatile up to this day. And I got married because I had a very good benchmark. What is your perspective on why, especially in the South African black media space, um, so many marriages that we looked up to have fallen apart, for the lack of a better word? Because perhaps the marriage fell apart but it doesn't mean that the people are no longer family and they no longer love each other yeah why do you think they've opted out of being married so many black celebrities per se it's 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 tough to be married uh and you're a public figure sure because now your marriage is not just yours okay it's the public's marriage and what that means is that everything you do gets scrutinized by the public so for example <laughs> i would post a video with my kids and my wife is in the background my, first of all my wife is is, is an introvert then you get people saying, ah, she's so moody. Ah, she doesn't appreciate this. Or I'll give her flowers and she doesn't respond the way people want her to respond because she is her own person. Yeah. Now that creates problems in marriages because now if I don't understand my wife, I'm going to take her up based on what people are saying. Mm-hmm. 
Do you understand that yeah, public yeah. opinion now becomes a, an issue in the marriage? In and the marriage. A lot of um, celebrity marriages are failed as a result of that because I think they... they they're they not separating the two they're entities. Not they're yes. not, and sometimes it's not easy. Yeah, It's not easy because I can tell you right now, as human beings, and I've experienced this, especially on Twitter, where you will post a good cause that you're doing and you'll get so many people complimenting you. It just takes one. That one. I know. <laughs> just that one. Oh, Damara, you're doing this for your yeah, own benefit. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it just, ruins your whole day. It distorts day. you. Yeah. It distorts you. And then because of that comment, you go back home with that energy. Then your wife goes, no, nothing. Why are you not just nuts? Instead of going, yes, and I'm like this because of that. Okay, then I know how to treat you. Then I know how to behave around you because I know there's an issue. So in the meetings that I chair um, on the business side, before we start any meeting, I check in on the team. Guys, just check in. How's everyone doing? How are you doing today? I No, I'm not okay. I just lost my dog. Okay. I know how to treat you for the day because I know what you are sensitive. Mm. You've just lost something that's dear to you. Oh, no, I'm not feeling well in Pujay's sister today. Okay. If you don't ask people how they are, how do you expect them to navigate through the day? Because you didn't ask. You didn't ask, how are you? And 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 I, I, I hate this thing of people asking how you are as if they care. It's just a... Ticking the box. Yeah, yeah. Because if I say to you, you say, Shapunja, no, 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 have to tick this box of humanity. Sure. I don't do that. I'll never ask you how you are if I really have no interest in how you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you say to me, you're hungry, what am I going to do about it? Yes. Do, you have the, do I have the capacity to respond? To then the don't truth? ask. Don't ask. If you're not prepared to handle the response, don't ask. Mm. Because now you're setting yourself up for failure and you are creating an expectation on my side. Because I'm expecting, oh, you're asking. Mm. Damn, that means there's something that you're going to do for me. Hence, you're asking, right? So um, I just think it's, it's it's just one of those things that we have to learn. And I think experience also counts. I mean, the way I handle people now versus when I was 20, it's completely different. I'm more mature now. Um, I know how to handle pain. Mm-hmm. I know how to handle rejection. I know what it's like for people to come after me. I mean, you sure? It's public <laughs> knowledge. They've come after me. But guess what? I never responded. Mm. I never responded because once you know your truth um, and you are okay with your truth, you have to sleep with your truth. And I sleep. Oh boy, I sleep at night. I have no issues. I don't have nightmares about a deal that I know I didn't deserve or a deal that I know I got my talent side. You tried your best. Or I compromised someone in the process because that's what happens in the industry. You know, people sabotage each other to get jobs, Mm -hmm. to get gigs. I don't have those issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I walk into a room, I walk into any space, I greet anyone and everyone because I owe no one anything. And I've never wronged anyone to a point where I will avoid them when I see them. I don't do that. I live my truth and I teach my kids to also live their truth. Titi, who do you pray to? I pray to God. I believe in God. Um, I was raised in a Christian family, so I do believe that there is a God, but I also believe in my ancestors. I do believe that there's a, a higher power that is um, bigger than us. Um, and, 
you know, it's 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 the argument that people will say, is there a God or isn't there a God, right? So my response to that is whether you believe in the rain or not, when it rains, it rains. Mm-hmm. So whether you believe in it or not, if you vula yana yan and you can attribute that to whatever. Mm-hmm. So I am very spiritual, I am grounded, I do go to church. I was raised in the church. I mean, I was in the choir, being seva, isunduini, and all those things. But um, as an adult now, I do take my kids to church, but I don't force them on any religion. Sure. I don't force or make them do whatever. We do pray uh, as a family every morning and every evening. And the reason why we do that is we bind ourselves before we go out to the world. Because okay. remember, we pray for protection, for God to protect us out there, for our ancestors to protect us out there so that we can come back in one piece. And when we gather back in the evening before we go to bed, we gather again to be thankful for the day and the blessing of the day and pray for peace as we lay our heads for another day. So with that, my kids always know tomorrow is not guaranteed. And I have those conversations with them. If Dada had to die tomorrow, I need you to know that you're going to be okay. We don't like to talk about death, right? Yes. But death is part of life. Death uh, is one of the most certain things. Death and taxes. <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, it's inevitable. You can't avoid it. Um, uh, you can't wish it away. Uh, I, I, I recently had a very uncomfortable conversation with my parents about their policies, mm-hmm. and I was asking them, "Where's what?" And the reason I was doing that is I don't want them when they're gone. I'm still searching for things and discovering that they had certain policies or whatnot. You know, it becomes a mess. So. They gave me this big file, yo, a big file of their policies and everything. And I said to them, what happens if the house burns? They're like, yo, we didn't think of that. And I took that file. You have to scan everything. <laughs> soft copy, email to the people you want to have. Yes. And they were like, yo, thank you for that. You yeah. know, because we obviously didn't think of it's it that way. a big thing. It's a very small, big thing. Yeah. It becomes bigger when you're gone. Because now you're gone, we can't even get access to your phone. And there's things in there that we need to have sure. access to. So I think it's it's something that we need to talk about more as black people. Death, handling death, and also um, seeking help when someone has passed on. We don't do that. Yeah, We are sure now, we deal with it. Everyone comes, they support you, and everyone For goes. A week. <laughs> and then what happens? Ish. You are left with that pain, you are left yeah. with that ache, and you don't know how to... I mean, I still have people who will say, I lost my dad 30 years ago. It feels like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Because... I don't think they've dealt with the loss. I don't think they've accepted the loss or gone to seek help or talk to someone about what it felt like to lose that particular person. And for me, um, you know, I live I live my life knowing that tomorrow is definitely not guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. I don't relax thinking with things of work. It doesn't work like that. Um, we're nearing the end of our conversation and there's there's something that I love to understand from my guests uh, it's it's a bit of an unfair question, but it also summarizes who they are, what they live for, and what they stand for. Um, what's that one thing in life you know for sure? About myself or the one, one thing, thing I know for sure? you like, this thing I'm absolutely certain of. One thing I know for sure is that God chose me. That's one thing I know for sure. He chose me to be an instrument. The work that I do I've never received an award for the work that I do. And I don't care for those awards. The biggest award for me is seeing people's life change in front of my face. That's the greatest award for me because um, 
once you are self-actualized, self-actualization, you know, if you understand Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right at the peak there. It's the right peak. at the peak. But yeah. people confuse self-actualization with money. Sure. And for me, it's not. Self-actualization for me is the ability to use my talents positively to change other people's lives. Then I've self-actualized. If I can have someone get on stage and graduate because I help them to, to open the door for them, that's self-actualization for me. If I can get someone calling me to say, TT, thank you for what you did for our family without even expectation. That's it. So the reason I say I know God chose me is because the things that I touch are things that most people struggle with. And I don't have to struggle to help people. I don't have to struggle to get money from um, sponsors or brands. I, I, I just have that blessing that I yeah. carry. And I think also because I do things with a genuine heart. I, I do things because I also want to see other people do better. Um, I know what it's like to have nothing. His name is Titi Mba. I'm Lungel, okay? Um, um, what I learned from this conversation is that Titi is interested about the mind and the heart of the black person, especially the black man. He's also been vulnerable enough to share his own insecurities, his own issues, but say that these vulnerabilities and these insecurities, I'm sharing them so that you can learn, so that you can know that you're not alone and so that you can begin your healing process as well. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Um, I'll see you next week. Yeah, let's let's have fun. Nice one. Great podcast. Thank Great you. conversation. That's what it's about. Thank you, Ned. You make it intimate, you make it accessible yeah. and you allow us to tap into Places that we try to avoid as human beings. Thank you, brother. Nice one. As long as so. Thank you.